probably get to some bleach let me double check the blaze ball site just in case it still says please wait uh want to just go ahead and jump right into the first episode yeah we can check on we can check back on it during the break uh okay. step one though before we do step one we uh it, 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 it. ah yes craig craig is here craig has we joined always, the call don't we always fucking do this <laughs> Uh, before we really get started, though, we should introduce ourselves. Uh, I'm your co-host, Lily. You're listening to It'll Wash Out, a Bleach Rewatch podcast. I'm your co-host, Sam. I'm your co-host, Lynn. And we're going to jump right in with episode 35, Eisen Assassinated, The Darkness Which Approaches. I want to take a moment uh, to mention that Blazeball did, in fact, just start updating stuff again. And uh, there's like a weird ass coin that's asking if we could have everyone's attention. And I'm thinking it would be a little rude to have this tab open without uh, paying attention. (laughs) Let's just go to the Bleach episodes. Episode 35. Eisen assassinated. The darkness which approaches. Several lieutenants gather at the crime scene with Eisen, who is still pinned to the wall by his own Zanpak toe. Momo Hinamori is still in disbelief. Gin Ichimaru arrives and asks about all the commotion as everybody turns to face him. He nonchalantly goes on about the terrible situation, and Momo recalls what 10th Division Captain Hitsugaya told her. Do not trust the 3rd Division, especially when Aizen is out alone. She stares and then decides that Gin must be, that Gin must be responsible, pulling out her zanpakuto and rushing towards the captain. Uh, this, I mean, very... Very quick, like, opening segment, but, I don't know, it it was kind of a cool thing for Gin to show up and everybody just, like, look at him, like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, do you see this shit? Yeah, like, well, like, the entire sequence, like, absolutely rules, because we get, like, these really tense shots between Gin and uh, Hinamori. Like, yeah, it's just some really good stuff. You're like, oh, damn, I forgot that this, I forgot that this scene, like, rocked, actually. Yeah, she, like, immediately decides he's responsible. 
And then she's like, all right, I'm just going to pull out my sword and we're going to rush you. And then Izuru Kira blocks her attack, uh, like right at the last minute. And Gin smiles behind him. Momo asks why he would like stop her. And Izuru is like, I cannot allow anyone to raise their sword to my captain. Since, you know, Izuru is the third division lieutenant. Uh, Gin walks away and Momo tries to get closer, but Izuru crosses blades with her once more. She begs him to move, but he refuses. Enraged, she releases her Shikai. Uh, I don't think we get her Shikai's name yet. Um, and a fireball uh, launches from it, uh, creating a large explosion. And uh, she does this, like, again. Uh, and then at that point, Izuru asks, like, do you have any idea what you're doing? Uh, she launches another fireball and then Izuru decides he must eliminate her as an enemy. So he releases his Shikai, which we do get the name of, Wabisuke, and attempts to attack Hinamori, only for Hitsugaya to intervene in the fight. Um, I mean, Lin says you can't release a, uh, Zanpakuto without saying its name, or can you? Uh, I think you can, uh, but, like, they j- I, well, I don't think you can, but, like, they also just don't show it in the show. Yeah, I I think they name it. I think they name it because it's a snap Tobiyume. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's Tobiyume. Um, I think Hinamori's sword looks kind of silly, but cool. I like it anyway. It's got, like, a bunch of, like, little branches coming off of it. And then I've always loved Wibisuke, which is, like, it's, like, a sword and then... At the top of it, it, like, bends at a 90-degree angle and then bends at another 90-degree angle, forming, like, a square hook. Yeah, and the blade is on the inside. Yes. Um, we, we learn a lot more about that sword later, uh, but it's very cool looking. Yeah, and, to- like, Tobiyume is basically, it's, um, it seems to be uh, referencing the seven-blade sword, uh, which is... Uh, just like this, uh, v- this uh, precious uh, artifact in uh, Japan, but also gets frequently referenced in in uh, some video games. Like it'll show up in Phoenix. Persona, it shows up in Phoenix Wright. Uh, yeah, but there's instead of having seven blades, it only has like three. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, we don't really know either of their Zanpakuto's abilities except. Momo does start launching fireballs, so that would be an assumption of what it might do. Yes, like a branching sword, Lin. Uh, I like this scene. Um, it, like, tells us a lot about Izuru. Um, specifically, like, despite the fact he was, like, totally willing to help, like, Momo earlier this arc. Like, he still puts his duty first, it seems. Yeah, like, it's very important to him... In, at least in this situation, it's like, yo, like, my loyalty is to Gin. Like, it's to my captain. So, Hitsugaya intervenes in the fight. Like, this is right after Izuru, uh, like, basically, like, starts to attack Hinamori. And, essentially, Hitsugaya's like, guys, arrest them. So, he like, he, like, orders the rest of the lieutenants to arrest both Momo and Izuru, uh, because it's, quote... No time to be fighting one another. We should instead be recovering Aizen's body. Um, he then is like, I'm going to report this to Genryusai Yamamoto, uh, because at this point, Hitsukai is a cop, 
Uh, and the lieutenants take Momo and Izuru away. Momo gets one last glare in at Gin, and Gin apologizes to Hitsugaya for having to waste his time with Izuru. Hitsugaya accuses Gin of preparing to kill Momo, and Gin claims not to know what he means. But then he's like, uh, sorry. But then Hitsugaya firmly states he will kill Gin if he makes Momo bleed. Gin is like, well, you should probably keep an eye on her then, so she doesn't get hurt. And three more Soul Reapers arrive on the scene, like, just rando Soul Reapers. And they're like, oh my god, Aizen's corpse is here. And Hitsugaya's like, guys, get it down. And he walks past Gin, and we cut away. I actually really like Hitsugaya. Like, first of all, he shows up like a boss. <laughs> like, he just shows yeah, up. for sure. He doesn't even draw his sword. He draws just enough so there's, like, an inch of it showing to block a blow from Kira. And he, like, steps on Momo's sword so that both of them aren't attacking each other. Yeah. And then he's like... Like, the, the way I see it is he's essentially going, what's the easiest and quickest way to get these two out of harm's way and so that Gein doesn't, like quote-unquote justifiable self-defense murders Momo is the yeah. way that he's looking at it. So he's like, alright, fine. I don't have, like, I don't know how this started. Fuck it, you're both going to detention. Um, yeah, he, he does mention, I, I like, detention a- instead of prison. Uh, <laughs> so I think it's like, okay, like, you're going in the drunk tank. <laughs> I, I do call him a cop here, but, like, his actions are completely justified as, like, being a captain here and also, like, Straight up just being like, guys, you're gonna hurt each other, you're gonna get killed, just go. Get arrested. I'm gonna report this because, like, I have to, I'm a captain, but, like, guys. Yeah, I think it's also, like, he's like, no, no, Gin, fuck that guy, I'm doing the report, I'm doing, the, like, I'm doing the report <laughs> yeah. properly. Uh, fuck everything else, alright, let's go. Uh, and then, yeah, like, when the three mooks shows up, he's like, oh my, for the love of just fucking take his body down oh my god why <laughs> why has no one done this yet jesus <laughs> he's just like still sitting there smiling he's like oh i just thought it was a nice ornament livens up the place <laughs> we cut to the sewers and hanatero is sleeping on ganju's knee ganju is upset at this uh and then he like notices the drool in his pants and he starts like berating the sleeping healer um I, for a second, like, I couldn't tell if this was trying to be, a like, uh, there's a guy sleeping on me. That's gross. Uh, I couldn't tell if it was trying to be that or just be like, oh, Ganju doesn't want somebody sleeping on him. Kind of hard to tell. Uh, Ichigo tells Ganju not to be hard on Hanataro since he's exhausted from healing both of them. Uh, Ichigo then asks Ganju what's wrong, and Ganju states it's going to only get harder from here on out, as the enemy is likely angrier. Ichigo better be serious about rescuing Rukia. Ichigo states that she is waiting and that he did not come here to tour the sewers. Hanatoro bolts awake, still coming to from a dream. Uh, we get a quick cut to Kempachi and the bells in his hair ringing from the wind before the commercial break. Uh, the Hanatoro bit where he bolts awake uh, and he like starts coming to from the dream where he's like, oh, stop coming on to me, coming on to me and stuff like that. Uh, that's one of the reasons I was like not sure if it was trying to be the homophobic joke. I just assume that it's the, um, you know, that one gif from The Simpsons where Smithers is in the corner and there are strippers, uh, and he's scared of them. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, but this is, this is good. It's, a uh, cause it's essentially the, it's basically a joke where he, like, doesn't want to, uh, 
I forget if the if the joke is that he's gay or that the joke is he doesn't want to see like uh he doesn't want to see tits basically because he's at a stripper bar for some reason. That would but God. Uh Lynn says I'd like to believe it's the latter because I'm tired. I'm also tired. I I, I saw it and I'm just like, I don't have the time for this. Oh my god. This is a lot to take in. But yeah, just basically whatever whatever was dr- of dreaming of, I it's just nah, I wanna be not the center of attention. Yeah, that's classic Kanataro. I I do I am like a pretty big fan of him during this moment though because it's like okay so he worked himself to exhaustion like th- all through the night healing Ichigo from like multiple deadly wounds and then he was like oh I also need to make sure that I fix up Ganju's like minor scrapes and bruises <laughs> and then I'll sleep yeah and I'm like yeah damn hero I do love Hanataro. Like, regardless of what this joke is, I love Hanataro so much. He is the light. <laughs> Lynn says, fuck me. I typed in Hanataro Blazeball Wiki, caught myself, and then confidently typed Hanataro Hades Wiki before looking at it again and realizing what I've done. Lynn has become nothing more than Blazeball in Hades. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Bleach, the perfect cross section <laughs> of Hades and Blazeball. God fucking damn it. Oh man. I think today is just a day, capital A, capital D, TM, for all of us. Yeah. For real. I like I shouldn't be tired, but I am. Like I went to bed at a reasonable time, and I'm still kinda tired. Uh after we're back from the commercial break, suddenly we're back in the flashback where Ichigo and Chad first met, as we learn Chad got that name from Ichigo. Chad corrects him, saying it's actually Sado, but the two talk about how Chad is going to be in the same class as Ichigo, and is the same age. He asks why Chad didn't fight back, uh, this is referring to the bullies that were, like, beating up Ichigo, uh, and then subsequently Chad, but Chad is more concerned with Ichigo's current health. He asks if Ichigo did something to the third years, and Ichigo is just like, hey, they don't like his hair. They don't like people who stand out, and Chad must know this too. The two begin to walk from the alleyway as Ichigo begins asking if Chad knows any of the other cool Chads, since it's a cool name. Uh, I liked this bit. I was a bit confused as to why we're getting this, this like, flashback out of nowhere. <laughs> but like, we're, I, getting, uh, we're getting Chad content. Yeah, finally. Uh, he, like, wakes up on a stack of boxes in a building, and he notes he was dreaming about the past, like an old man, he says. Uh, he hears some voices outside, and then he's like, alright, time to put on my cool arm. He's glad he woke up early, as being woken by the attack of- as being woken by the attack itself would have been- uh, would have resulted in a bad day. I am such a fan of Chad's, like, the- the flashback fashion- where he has one of his, like, floral shirts, but it's under his uniform, but you can still see it, like, you see the hem peep out at the bottom. Yeah. Chad is never not cool. I just, I was so happy to see Chad, like, actually doing something this episode, as opposed to all being focused on Ichigo or all on the captains, which isn't to say, like, that stuff has been bad, it's just, like, it's nice to get this cut. Um... Back in the sewers, Hanataro shows off an energy pill for the 4th Division members, and he takes it, but does not look any more energized. He claims it worked, but Ichigo and Ganju aren't convinced. This part was so fucking funny. 
the bit where they're like where he eats it and then he's just sitting there and then there's like a little graphic of like a shine appearing inside of him and like a little like very basic uh like lighting around him like ah. <laughs> like oh my god this is so funny and Ganju and Ichigo are just like nothing fucking happened here that he's lying he was lied to uh they then like emerge from the sewers and find nobody around Ichigo's like where is everybody? And Ganju is like, well, the Reapers must not have suspected we would return to the same exact place. Uh, which is a reasonable assessment, and Ichigo agrees. Ganju worries about the others, but Ichigo claims Uryu and Orihime are a hundred times smarter than him. And Chad? Well, Chad's Chad. He'll be fine. In fact, Ichigo has been feeling Chad's spiritual pressure since they got here. Uh... We take this as a cut back to Chad, and there are just, like, a ton of Soul Reapers just incapacitated. Uh, and there's one still moving, which he lifts up by the collar, uh, and he demands to know where Senzaikyu is. Uh, the Reaper, like, really nervously tells him, and Chad lets him go because Chad isn't an asshole. And uh, he starts walking away, but of course the Soul Reaper does the cowardly thing. is like, alright, well now that his back is turned, I'm going to attack you. Uh, Chad immediately just, like, grabs and bends his Zanpak toe, like, uh, to a 90 degree angle, like, effortlessly. He's like, yeah, no, that's not gonna work. He's like, I told you, you're fine, I'm walking away. Try- don't try this again. And then the Reaper's like, yes, of course, sir, I will never do it again. And he, like, starts, like, bowing and stuff, and Chad just walks away. Chad here is like, in, like, Chad is actually effective, because he's like, yeah, so I interrogated a previous group, they told me Rukia was in the Senzai Q, and now I inter- interrogated this group, and they told me what the Senzai Q is, and just like, Ichigo just got, like, super lucky that the guy he fought was like, yeah, here's all the information you need. Chad, Chad is, like, actually doing the work. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, I don't know, it's, it's really astonishing how effective Chad is by himself. Well, Ichigo has, like, this group and is still, like, kind of bumbling around, albeit being effective still. It's just very funny. Uh, in response to Lin, who is, like, asking if Kubo actually listened to these people, or if he just looked up musicians with the name Chad, what's the backstory? Uh, I just want to live in a world where <laughs> where Kubo listed Chad Kroger as one of the people. <laughs> I think that would be really funny if he's just like, oh, yes, Nickelback. Have you heard of the band Nickelback? I will note that Kubo is, like, super into music, and he oh, yeah. basically has, like, he's picked a pre-existing song for to be the theme song of every single person. Uh, and then they get their own song, like, eventually as the anime gets to them, but, like, every character is like, oh, this song from this band is this person's, like, image song. Isn't, like, Bleach the title supposed to be derived from the Nirvana album, too? Like, uh, yes and no. Like, there is a, there, there is a reference there, but he has, I, I think he has said in interviews that it's not specifically the Nirvana album, but it's, like, got something to do with it, vaguely? There, there, like, I forget Kimo. the, I forget the specific, but there, there is a thing where it's, like, it's not just a specific, it's not just, like, the word came from the album and that's it. It's, he, something about the album wanted him, made him want to do something with life and death, and also white and black. And then when he was thinking of, like, the white and black, he was like, how do you get white? Bleach. <laughs> God, that sounds like a Kubo train of thought, for sure. 
Yeah, don't quote I me feel... on that. I might be completely mis- misremembering the interview. I feel like as this podcast goes on, we're just going to be doing like a weird psychological analysis of Kubo <laughs> like over the years. <laughs> Say that like we haven't. Uh, yeah, for real. <laughs> um well, the trio is running up some stairs. We like we get a quick cut to the trio running up some stairs and then immediately cut back to like a scene with the 8th Division captain, Shinsui Kiroraku. Uh, I, I think I mispronounced that. Shinsui Kiroraku. That's probably better. Uh, who lays down and hums to himself while his lieutenant Nanao tells him about Chad's wave of destruction. Shinsui seems annoyed by Chad's early arrival, but decides he's going to go confront Chad as he gets to his feet. Nanao is surprised, claiming that she should be more than enough for a simple Ryoka, but he informs her that Yamamoto wants the captains fighting the Ryoka so that people won't think the Gote 13 are having trouble. He lays his hand on her shoulder and claims he'd be heartbroken if his Nanao got hurt. Uh, she like immediately like slaps his hand away and is like, yeah, I'm not your Nanao. Uh, and he claims this is what he loves about her, uh, is her coldness. And this prompts her to demand he leave. He's like, oh, don't worry, because it will all be over soon. And he just wants to have some fun. I hate this guy. <laughs> yeah, like he, he in this entire scene, he's bas- he's basically acting like a CV drunk. Uh, like just like the, a laid back drunk, essentially. I do really like his second coat because he like he has this. Oh, same. He has this big pink flowery coat that he wears over his. Um, it's a kimono. His cap. Yeah, like, it, he has his kimono that he wears over the captain's robe. But the little detail that I love is that his captain's robe has, like, the character for knee, like, for two. But mm. his his kimono just has two, like, the numeral. <laughs> <laughs> in this, it, like, in the place where it goes over the uh, knee character. Which is just, like, just this really nice little touch where it's like, oh, the coat, the coat makes him super approachable because it's all, like, flowery and, and beautiful. And also makes it more approachable for people who can't read Japanese. <laughs> yeah, like, I rem- as Lynn said, I remember liking this guy, but also, like, uh, really don't like the way he treats his lieutenant. Like, it's really bad. Um, like, he-, he gives off the energy of, like, somebody Kubo really wants us to like, and, like, of wanting this to come across as a joke, but being, like, being me, a trans woman who has also dealt with like people like this before, it's like, wow, this is bad. I don't like this. Yeah, I can definitely see like just not enjoying the the vibe that he gives off because he like he's super skeevy in the scene. Like he's like weirdly possessive, and it's like, Ugh. yeah, I I hope that doesn't continue, but I I I'm pretty sure it does. Uh, the trio reaches the top of the stairs, and suddenly there's an immense spiritual pressure, uh, just like surrounding everyone, and it's so strong that even Rukia feels it in her cell. Uh, the boys struggle to stay standing, and Kenpachi smiles upon a rooftop, ending the episode. Overall, solid episode. I love that the end is just like Rukia in this supposedly impenetrable prison made of like the 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 stone that will let like not a single ounce of spirit pressure go through and she's like uh hold up <laughs> why what's happening it's actually absurdly good it's it's like it, it really gives off like from what we know of bleach is oh kenpachi is very strong like 
not just like very strong, but very strong with capital V, capital S. In fact, maybe capital all the rest of the letters too. Kenpachi is strong. You should in fact be terrified. Yeah, like it, and just the effect, like everybody uh, basically, it it looks like the gravity just got turned up on them. Like, like they just stumble immediately. They're like, holy shit, what is going on? Oh man! Overall, uh, solid episode. Like I, I really enjoyed the opening bit. I enjoyed the Chad stuff we got, and I, I mean, I, I get why the Ichigo stuff had to be there to like propel it into the Kenpachi fight. But also, like, I could have dealt without it and just had like all that be the next episode where they like set up to fight Kenpachi. But also, pacing was pretty good this episode. Yeah. The um. So the ending this time is the 10th squad. So we've got, like, Hitsugaya being cool and doing a bunch of sword moves. Then there's Rangiku, who is dreaming... She's sleeping on a couch, and then she dreams about herself and Gin as kids. And then we get Hitsugaya protecting Momo from a band of brigands. So it's like, oh, those two seem to be connected to the other main characters in this uh, political intrigue. Because this is absolutely a story... It's like, there are very much, like, two stories going on here. Where it's like, yes, the story of what's going on with the Soul Society captains and vice captains, and then there's the Ichigo stuff, which is the Ichigo, Rukia, and friends stuff, which is like, like, it's not very mingled so far. It's, it's not like really mingled at all, just because like, Ichigo is an outsider, like, to this entire situation, and so far he's just been fighting captains, and, well, not captains, but like, he's, he's been fighting, like, higher up Soul Reapers, and, like, that's about all he's done. He hasn't done much to actually, like, super learn about the, like, way Soul Society functions yet. But also, he's not, like, I don't think he'd be interested in it either. I think he's more concerned with, like, finding Rukia at this point. But, yeah. uh, I mean, it's nice to have a little bit more meat on the bones and have this entire political intrigue plot going uh, along with the assassination of Aizen, who up until this point is like one of the more likable captains going, just going to go to the uh, chap, the manga differences for this one. Cause there's only like three, three ones that I noticed, two of which are uh, very, very minor. And one of which okay. is just like a, a fun thing that I think you'll appreciate knowing. Uh, so the first one is that when there is a scene where uh, Ganju talks about uh, he talks about Ishida and uh, Orihime, and uh, but he he calls Orihime the chick, and then uh, yeah. Ichigo is just like Ichigo is like the fuck are you on about? Like no one says the chick anymore. Like wh- who are you? <laughs> and uh, in the manga, instead of saying the chick, he says cutie pie. What? Which also prompts Ichigo to be like, what century are you from? <laughs> uh, when Kyoraku goes to, uh, when he's like on his way to head out to go see Chad, instead of saying, I'm just going out to have a little fun, he says, it's just fun and games. Uh, which is like, games and having fun is a motif that comes up regularly with this character in particular. Uh, which is why I want to point it out. And, uh, <laughs> so as for Hanataro, 
the ma- the like end of chapter material confirms that yes, he was indeed pranked by his superiors. He was not given the same drug like the because everyone else does get like a little ball that of drugs that like gives them enough energy to just keep going even if they've been working all night. Oh, Hanataro God. does not. <laughs> Hanataro gets a drug that is mostly consist consisting of flour. <laughs> <laughs> Which I mentioned specifically because in the next episode, like, he does stumble and fall down and he's like, I'm weak. And it's like, there are other things going on that make you think like, oh, it's because of this. But it also works in the format of, oh, he's just completely out of energy. He's just completely drained because he took his shitty placebo pill and didn't realize he was tired. (laughs) That's, that's incredible. Bleach is good sometimes. Oh my god. It's just, it's such a nice little detail. Uh, and, you know, Ganju, like, rightfully points out, hey, your drug has a skull on it. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure you got pranked, my guy. Tanatsu this thing is just is flower. the strongest character. God. Oh, my God. I, you know, there was an inkling of, because I'm back in my, like, Shonen Jump manga craze right now. Uh, there was an inkling of a thought of, what if I just blasted through all of the Bleach manga? And then I was like, hmm, that would kind of ruin the whole, like, re-watching thing, so I'm not going to do that. But, like, there was the thought of doing that. I'm very glad I did not, though. Well, now you can just blast your way through Jujutsu Kaisen instead. This is true. I, I'm thinking about it. Okay, we should go ahead and cut to break. Let's cut to break. We return from our mildly extended break with... Mildly? We talked about Gundam for so long. Mildly extended break with episode 36, Zaraki Kenpachi Approaches. We begin the episode proper with Hinamori in a detention cell, uh, thinking back to Aizen's body. And, like, she is clearly having a bad time. Like, she's got these incredibly deep circles under her eyes, and you're like, oh... Oh dear. She is not having a good go of it. Uh, Rangiku, the vice captain of Division 10, arrives and asks if she's okay, because honestly, she looks like shit. Kinamori apologizes for giving everyone a hard time and asks about how things are outside. And Rangiku is just like, uh, it's chaos. Everyone's doing their own thing. And we've got the Ryoka thing running around. We've got the Ryokas running around. We've got this Aizen thing. Like, Complete total chaos. <laughs> Hinamori asks about arresting the perpetrator for Aizen's death. But, like, they haven't even finished investigating the scene of the crime yet. So Momo tries to accuse Gin, but Rangihu tells her to calm down. And to reconsider her actions, because she's in prison because she attacked a captain. And that means Division 5 lost their captain, and they lost their, ca- their vice captain. And they're kind of fucked. Like, they don't have a clear leadership today, uh, which is a problem. Like, Rangiku basically is like, hey, like, I know how you feel, but also, even in the event that you are correct and Gin is the one who did this, uh, you fucked up and you left your division without a leader. Like, she is blaming Momo for for doing that much. Uh, 
Mom- Momo does apologize again, and Rangiku gives her a letter that was found in Aizen's room, addressed to her. Hitsugai was the fo- was the one who found it, and because he was the one who found it, he decided to give it to Momo instead of having it be submitted as evidence. Rangiku tells her to appreciate having the chance to see his last words as Aizen's lieutenant, and leaves. Like... This entire sequence is kind of rough. <laughs> it's like, oh, Rangiku, you're being... She is... I, I guess she's trying to, like, shock Momo out of her, like, despair. And basically yeah. try, trying to get her to be like, Momo, you have to be, like, the pillar of strength for your division, kind of. Like, you, you are a vice captain. You, you need to be, like, the one in charge. Uh, but <laughs> it really feels like she's picking on her a little bit. I'm like, ah, oh, come on. Yeah, it's, it's really, like, I understand how you feel. But also, you fucked up. How dare you? Like, you need to, like, really just get back into gear, be there for your division. Which, eh, I get on one hand, but also, Rankiku, just chill a little bit. She's already in prison. Like, just chill. Yeah, it's like, oh, that's rough. Uh, like, you you might be right, but also, that's rough. <laughs> uh, the letter, it's, we get her, we get Hinamori opening the will, and... Or we get the let we get her opening the letter and it's basically a will. Eisen having seemingly known that he'd be attacked, he apologizes for worrying her and for never speaking about the apprehension he felt, asking forgiveness for not wanting to involve her in the intrigue, and as his dying wish, he wanted Momo to have this record of the truths he'd uncovered, which very clearly like shock Momo to her core. Like she starts gripping the will much tighter, her eyes go wide, and then we fade out to a different scene. <laughs> It's like, wait, no. Tell us what's going on. No, it's another yeah, mystery. Tell us anything. I do like that uh, we get the context of having the episode before where Aizen was, like, working on, like, writing something. And we don't know what he was writing. But, like, Momo was there. And, like, I don't know. I just like that context of this. Yeah, it's like, oh, this is what this is what he was writing when she came in at night and ended up falling asleep in his room. Mm-hmm. it's like I feel like if you were going if you were going to write a thing maybe you should have just told her <laughs> you know honestly that would have been she was right there my guy you had a chance but you know his, like, like I get it his whole point is that he wanted to go and deal with it without her ever having to know that like a thing is happening is the thing that he's saying in his letter. Right? Like, he was hoping that she would, like, never have to even know it. But the letter is kind of the, if I die, well, take up the <laughs> take up the flames. It's so funny to me now. Like, now that I'm thinking about it, like, my dude, you could have told her and then maybe not died. <laughs> even better, though, is the, is the idea that's like, so, Captain, what are you working on? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. Confidential stuff. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm just do. I'm just filing my taxes. It's fine. Oh man, he he would be the kind of guy who files his taxes in advance. Yeah, for sure. He's like, I'm filing next year's taxes, but you won't even know what they are. No, no, don't worry. I know exactly how much I'm gonna spend. <laughs> I spend exactly this much on groceries every week. God. Alright, so back with the Ichigo group. 
the three decide to run from the incredible spiritual pressure because they're like, hey, uh, no? Everyone, everyone's on the same page here? No? Uh-huh. Yeah? Okay. Let's, let's go. <laughs> and Zaraki, bells ringing in the darkness, notices them. Ichigo feels something is wrong, but notices that no matter how much they run, they aren't getting any further away from the feeling of a blade pressed against their throat. Hanatawa just collapses completely out of strength. And this is the bit where I'm like, hmm, is he collapsing because he hasn't slept? Or because he's collapsing because of the spiritual pressure? The show intends it to be because of spiritual pressure. However, I also just love the idea that he's like, oh, the placebo wore off. (laughs) And now Ganju has to grab him in a ferryman carry so that they can keep going. From pretty far away, Zaraki feels out the trio, essentially selecting Ichigo as his prey. And there is like this really cool moment where like as soon as he's like, are you the one? Like as soon as his attention like really focuses on Ichigo, Ichigo feels like there's a tangible Zaraki behind him, like just over his shoulder asking if he's the one. And he is spooked. He stops, he turns around immediately and he sees Zaraki up on a fucking building like 700 meters away. Just like so far off. And he's like, oh damn. I I love the whole bit here with like Ichigo, like being so certain that he had just been stabbed. Like that is such a scary thought to me is feeling like you've been stabbed more than once and then there not being any wound or anything and like but i was sure i like i felt that like that's so scary like oh my god yeah because so as soon as ichigo turns around and sees zaraki on the building and he's like oh god this is where the pressure is coming from that's the one he's incredibly dangerous and then Zaraki's behind him and talking and he's like yo are you gonna stare up there at nothing all day long (laughs) and Ichigo's like hold up what (laughs) when did he get and as soon as he says that he feels as if he got stabbed (laughs) then says Kenpachi I'm shooting a beam of effects at you Ichigo (laughs) I can feel the effects (laughs) it's like oh god oh no I can feel the effects and yeah like we get the scene of Ichigo just being stabbed through the heart and like we get a blood splatter and a blade come out and everything, and it is terrifying. And then the very, it's like the episode breaks and has like its like it has its commercial break, so it has like a fade out, a title card, and then it fades back in. Don't you? That wasn't weed. <laughs> Hanataro, they really did spike the drugs they give you. <laughs> oh my god! It's the worst. Why does anybody listen to our podcast, Sam? <laughs> I don't look at the feedback, so I can't tell. Has zero style. <laughs> god. So Ichigo, so Ichigo is like, oh my god, was that just like a reason to kill so strong that I felt it stabbing me? And then Zaraki's like, yo, you're Ichigo, right? I get Or like, whatever. Like, you, you you are clearly the Ichigo kid that's been running around. And she goes like, what does my da- name have to do anything? Yes. And he's like, well, didn't Ikaku tell you about me? He told me. He, you t- he told me. He told you about me. And she was like, he gets like a very quick flashback about Ikaku talking about the strongest captain, Zaraki Kenpachi, captain of the 11th squad, etc, etc, etc. And he's like, 
Oh. Oh, goddamn. That's, that's you, huh? Shit. And Zaraki's like, I'm here to fight to the death. Like, <laughs> I'm not here. Like, he's not like, I'm here to stop you. I'm here to kill you. I'm here to, uh, like, capture you, whatever. He's like, I'm here to fight to the death. Everything else, not important. And as soon as he says that, Ruki is like, there's that spirit pressure again. <laughs> oh, God. And she thinks back to Renji talking, uh, telling her about Ichigo's group. And she's like, hold on, what the fuck? Why is, why is the fighting so close that I can feel the spirit pressure? Ichigo, what are you doing? L- like, turn around, run away, please survive. Oh my god, survive. You have no idea how strong these people can be. They defy logic she, like, logic literally starts reason. praying. She, like, literally starts praying. Which, and- question... Who do people in Soul Society pray to? Is there a god? Well, there is I an mean, answer. There is somewhat of an answer to that, but that's much later. In, yeah. <laughs> in Bleach. Uh, but as far as this is, I think it's just a... Oh, please, formless heavens, take my words and let them reach his ears somehow. Soul, soul this- Society, please. <laughs> Make this stupid boy turn around and not fight these. Which, I guess, it is understandable when you think of how strong Ichigo was last time she saw him, versus how strong Kenpachi is. Yeah. It makes sense. We also get, like, a shot of Yoruichi, do we not? Like, just, like, a quick shot. Coming up. Okay. Ichigo stares the captain down, thinking about Yoruichi warning them to run if they encounter a captain. And he's like, uh, uh, don't think I can run away from this one, chief. Like, pretty sure if I run, he's slicing me in half. <laughs> like, uh, Zoraki is just completely ready to fight. And Ichigo looks behind him and it's like, oh, Hanataro's unconscious and Ganju is on his knees. Like, the pair are just, like, they're fucked. They can't, <laughs> they can't keep running. And while he's looking, uh, Yachiru comes out from behind Kimpachi and just jumps onto Ichigo's arm. Which make which you know he's like ah like get off what what the fuck <laughs> and he's like wait hold on <laughs> this child this baby is completely ignoring this crazy spiritual pressure that is making it hard to breathe knocked out one of my friends and makes it so the other one has a hard time standing up this is terrifying like this is absolutely terrifying she is a monster like <laughs> he like specifically is like oh my god this child is on the same like level as Renji. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, like, she introduces herself, and he's like, that's the same rank as Renji. What the fuck is happening? But also, more importantly, I didn't notice that she existed until she landed on my arm. And he's just panicking, and while he's having, like, all these internal monologues and thinking of, like, how fucked he is, Yachiru and Zaraki are just having, like, a really funny, like, interaction in the background where it's like, oh, he's mad that I jumped on his arm! And he's and Zoraki's like, well, yeah, that's just fucking rude. Like, come on. Uh, and, it, uh, like, I just really like Yachiru and Zoraki, like, bickering because they don't care about what's going on. They're like, okay, he's having a moment. Let's just, let's give him some time. <laughs> Ichigo asks, then pleads Ganju to grab Hanataro, get the hell out of Dodge, and to rescue Rukia. And as he does so, he plants himself, telling the Soul Reapers that they'll never get past him. And Zaraki's like, I don't... What? 
No, I don't care about your friends. <laughs> I don't care about that guy. I don't care what you guys are planning to do with that Rukia chick. I do not care. I'm here I to I just fight. want to fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like, I'm just here for a fight. Ichigo draws his blade, and he goes into determination mode immediately. Like, he goes into the same form that he had during the, well, the last seconds of his fight with Renji. And Zoraki's like, damn, like, your stance is complete garbo, but your spirit pressure? Kind of good. It makes sense that most lieutenants can't uh, deal with you. Unfortunately, you still suck and you're terrible. Quick question here. Isn't, like, Kenpachi's deal that he can't sense spiritual pressure? He can't sense it well, I think is the, is how, it, like, he is the worst at sensing it, but he can okay. definitely sense combat, in, like, he can sense, he can sense, like, combat intent. Okay. Yeah, like, like Lin says, fighting spirit. He can sense fighting spirit, and okay. I think he's got, like, a certain amount of, um, like, he can't sense people who aren't, uh, basically charging up to do a giant attack, essentially. But if, some, but if someone is charging up to do a giant attack, then he can sense him, and then he can tell them they're trash. Like, he's he's even like, come on, I'll give you a handicap, take the first swing. And he opens his coat to expose his chest. Yachiru is in awe of how generous he is. And their banter is cut off by Ichigo, who's like, why are you, like, don't make fun of me. What the fuck is this? I can't attack you if you have no weapons. <laughs> and Zoraki's like, uh... You are so cl- you are so far outclassed. Like you have no idea how outclassed you are. Trust me. You want to take the free shot. I'm just here for a good time. You can gut me. You can take out an eye. You can even try to kill him. It's fine. Just take the hit. And Ichigo's like like it. They, this basically makes Ichigo panic, and he attacks once he realizes that like Zoraki is 100% serious, and he's just letting him have a free swing. Yeah, I I love this. Genuinely. Like it I've already like really enjoyed Kenpachi and what we've seen of him so far, but like this this is class like A class shit. It's very good. Yeah, like Zoraki's just like I've been waiting actual days for a good fight. Like I'm just gonna do whatever I can to get a good fight. <laughs> and Ichi was like math.gif <laughs> what is happening <laughs> what is he doing what is the trick <laughs> and Zoraki's like it's no. also something to see Ichigo like genuinely scared here like love that yeah like he like he, when he attacks it is out of fear like he's just like he basically like can't take enough of the t- like he the tension is too much and he's like fuck it I gotta go I gotta do something and he rushes forward and attacks but then we wake, we we go back to Ganju and Hanataro, who wakes up, and he's immediately like, Ichigo, you have to run, run away, don't fight this guy! <laughs> and Ganju basically has to sit down, get him to calm down, explains the situation. And Hanataro doesn't let up. He's like, uh, no, no, you guys don't aren't scared of him? Because you don't understand how scary that guy is. Like, the name Kenpachi is passed down through generations. As the one who loves killing and fighting the most. And, like, this one in particular, he is so strong that he's probably immortal. Like, Hanatara's like, no, like, you can you can slice him up however you want. Like, it won't kill him. The man is a force of nature, and he is terrifying. And that makes Ganju tell him... I love this just because, like, 
it's really just a statement of, hey, legends passed down, like, like this, eventually, like, become truth in people's minds. Like, Hanatoro thinks Kenpachi's immortal, because that's what he's been told and what he's seen to be true. It's very, very scary. Yeah, and it's like, oh, this guy's this guy sounds scary, like, even by... Like, we already had a certain level with Gin and Byakuya. We already had a certain level of, like, okay, the captains are terrifying. And now Zaraki is just getting, like, this extra level of, like, mm, this guy seems extra scary. Uh, Ganju even says, like, yeah, like, that sounds incredibly terrifying. And that means we have to keep going. Because if he's that strong, there is nothing we can do to help uh, to help Ichigo in his fight. The only thing we can do is take the determination he gave us. And you have to remember, he's way more interested in saving Rukia than he is in surviving this whole stuff. So, and he told us to go do that. So we we have an important task, and that means we have to be the ones to go and save Rukia. And then hopefully come back and help Ichigo. We can't help him fight, but we can help him to escape if he's still... Uh, if he still survives. Which is like... Like, it's a it's a really good rundown of the situation by Ganju. Like, it's a, re- it's a it's the smart play. And it's also, like, just this really, like... Oh, like, he is... He's really looking at this as... Like, what are, what are the things that I could possibly do to actually help Ichigo? And what does Ichigo actually need from me? Oh, it is really good. It also speaks... Uh, to his relationship with Ichigo and how that's grown over, like, the past, like, several episodes. Whereas, like, at the beginning of this arc, when we meet Ganju, he and Ichigo, like, hate each other. Like, they're just constantly bickering. And we still get that. But now he's, like, more interested in, like, following through on Ichigo's wishes, regardless of whether Ichigo dies. And I love that. I think that's a great, great character moment for Ganju. And it's very understated, but, like, it works very well. Yeah, like, you can tell, even if you just look at, like, four or five episodes ago when they were, when they had the, um, I guess it's almost ten episodes ago? No? Anyways, when they, like, when they encountered Yumichika and Ikaku, just the difference between then and now, where Gonju's like, I trust Ichigo to at least survive until I come back. Or at the very least, I have to trust that he does because I'm like, and I'm gonna go do the task that he assigned to me. Love good friends. Love friendship. Love anime. Bleach is good sometimes. We see the screen fade fade to black, and then a splatter of blood hits the ground. And then the the show is like, "Hey, uh, Zaraki took no damage, and Ichigo's blade just like thudded on his chest like a wet noodle." Instead, Ichigo's own hand split. And that's what made the bleeding happen. Uh, Ichigo, like, immediately jumps back, like, pretty terrified. And before he even has a chance to, like, really assess what's going on, Yachiru is immediately next to him. And she's like, uh, your sword is useless. It can't kill. It can't even hurt, Kenshan. As far as he's concerned, you don't have a sword at all. And I'm like, damn. Damn, Yachiru, like, let him live. (laughs) Zoraki casts Reflect. (laughs) well like Zaraki just he gives us like the technical explanation where it's like listen when two spiritual pressures clash the weaker one gets pushed down and hurt it's simple 
And that means the spiritual pressure that oozes out of him unconsciously is way stronger than the pressure that Ichigo condensed and honed into his sword for the sake of killing his enemies and concentrated to a point and focused and trained on. And he's like, yeah, uh, the shit that comes out of me while I'm sleeping basically is stronger than that. Uh, you're really disappointing. And I was like, holy shit. Like, it's it's a real, like, how is uh, Ichigo supposed to win this fight moment? Yeah. God, uh, Ich... Not Ichigo. L- Lin, you're Ichigo now. Lin says, it's like in Yu-Gi-Oh! When two monsters battle, the one with the lower attack loses. It's literally exactly that. <laughs> I'm really excited for this fight. Yeah, like, he's... And it's like, I love the detail where he's like, man, I spent three days looking for you, and then you showed me that cool spiritual pressure at the start, and it looked really, like, it looked like you would be able to put off a fight, and now I'm just, well, he draws his own blade, and he's like, I I hope you can at least let me shake the rust off my blade. And the episode ends there, and you're like, damn. <laughs> yeah, I... We don't really get a, like, good look at Kenpachi's blade, like, this time, because it's, like, kind of zoomed out, and, like, obviously, like, the anime is, like, in 480p, but, uh, I mean, if you, I'm sure it probably shows it a bit better in the manga, it's, like, all fucked up, like, it, it's got a bunch of, like, chunks taken out of it, and it's all, it doesn't look well-maintained at all. Yeah, well, like, we've seen the sword in the uh, ending theme that had Squad 11. Ah, So, yeah, we, like, yeah. we've seen that the sword is all, it's all rusted and spotted and dinged up. And it's, like, it has, like, it has, like, little chunks missing in the little bits. And you're just like, oh, man, like, this thing is chipped to hell and back. Like, what the fuck? Uh, Lin is right. Kimpachi's just walking around. Like, who needs a blade when you've got these steel pecs? <laughs> For real. Like, he really did just no-sell Ichigo's sword by by saying like behold my manly bosom it is more powerful than you are kenpachi strikes me as the kind of man akin to like doom guy who would just like punch a demon and the demon would explode like that that's what zaraki like makes me think of yeah that's pretty like if he had if he fought hand to hand it's pretty much like I'm just gonna punch in your general direction, and, uh, you better not be there. <laughs> as far as the ending theme this time around, we get Squad 1, where we've got the Captain Commander and a butler-looking dude that I don't think has shown up at all in the show. I'm not even sure if we see him in any of, like, the background shots of the Vice Captains, uh, so far. Uh, it's basically just the Captain Commander teaching some of the other captains when they were younger. And then there's a bathhouse scene where Renji and co. go to the hot spring... And then they see that he's there, and they're like, nope, not today, and get the fuck out. No, like, they are clearly terrified of this man, and leave. I Hold on, important breaking news. Um, I'm, I'm on the ble- Bleach Wiki, because I've been like following along for this episode. Uh, I've seen, officially, the worst tweet, um, which is, is Momo a simp for Aizen? And I, I have lost brain cells looking at this. I, why, why this? Well, the textual answer is yes. I know, but I don't like it. Fair, fair enough. <laughs> uh, in lieu of that, I'm just going to move on to the manga differences, which 
there's like one big change. There's only one change, but it's a ch- kind of big one. Uh, you know that whole bit with Ragiku being like, "Hey, think about your responsibility to your squad before flying off the handle. Uh, think about be- what it means to be a lieutenant, uh, lieutenant captain. Like, think about your responsibility to your team, etc., etc., etc." That whole bit isn't in the manga. What? Like, like we see Momo in jail. Rangiku shows up, says, "Here's Aizen's will that was addressed to you," and she mentions like, "As a lieutenant, it sh- you should be proud that your that his last words are like directed at you." And then she leaves. Huh. Well, she also she also mentions the bit where it's like Hitsugaya found this, so it wouldn't. We decided to give it to you instead of putting it to the you know like she says that part of the conversation, but the whole bit before it, like the whole bit before she hands over the letter. That's new. That that changes the context of a lot, just because, like, I don't know, the the stuff we got at the beginning of this episode made me really not like Rangiku, and I'm like, this sucks, because I really like Rangiku, I remember liking Rangiku. So, I don't know. Manga weird. Sometimes. Yeah, I was like, in my head, I was like, man, that's so weird, like... The added content for, like, on the one hand, it's more Rangigu stuff, and it does give, like, it gives an actual character to her, which is something that I think the manga doesn't do for a while. Um, and at the same, and then I was like, so they added this stuff to Rangiku. I wonder how it fits with, like, the other stuff. And then I remember that, like, 90% of Rangiku stuff for the first couple of years of Bleach is all anime only. A. <laughs> hey. When you just have when you want to use a character, so you have to make the character. Um, I do like I do I agree with Lynn. I like her in the scene, uh, but it's like, like it it's I like that the character has a clear ideology and that she's like, hey, listen, I I'm not sure if you're in the right or wrong, but I really wish you had gone about this a different way. But also, I'm here to support you, and here's this thing that I got for you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm sold on that. I. I can get behind that. I, I hadn't really thought about it much in the terms of ideology, and now that I am, I'm like, okay, you know what? Now I get it. Rangiku is alright in my book. Yeah, because I think it's just like she has, um, like it's just a, a thing about like personal responsibility, I think, that Rangiku's coming at it from. Like she's coming at it from a if I were in this situation, what choice would I make? And I think the decision that she came to is that if I had done the thing that Momo did, I would be upset with myself afterwards. That makes sense. Uh, but we'll have to see like further on how Rangiku develops and how the rest of the story develops around the Momo stuff. And the mystery of who took down Aizen. Want to close it out? Yeah, we should probably close it out. I don't have much more to add to the discussion, which is why I've been like, I'm like, you, you've articulated this pretty well. So I'm, I'm excited for more Rangiku. I, I hope we get more like satisfying Momo stuff. I'm, I'm interested in her character and I hope it follows through because I do not remember genuinely. Uh, and I'm excited for this fight. Uh, I'm excited for next week. Next week's going to be a good one. I hope. I think. It, pretty sure. I hope. You can find me on Twitter at Lavender underscore pause. You can find the show at Bleachcast or email us at IWOBleachcast at gmail.com. You can find me at SSBSLJ on Twitter.com. You can find me at Lotan underscore Lake on Instagram. 
That is L-O-T-E underscore Lake on Instagram. Uh, God, it's going to be... It's going to be a brawl next week. I'm excited. All right. Stay cool, Chads. Have a good week. Remember, it's just fun and games. Are you just going to have a new motto every week, Sam? I mean, I kind of have been for a while. I just kind of picked a really bad week to pick Kyoraku's one. I guess. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yeah, I know you have been. I just... Oh my god. Alright, I'm stopping the recording. Stay cool, chance. Yeah.